Metu Netur, Volume 1, The Great Oracle of Tahuti in the Egyptian System of Spiritual Cultivation. Chapter 13, Level 1, First Three Stages of the Meditation Process. Care of the Life Force. As the rising of our consciousness to the higher parts of the spirit and the achievement of our will cannot take place without a strong life force, care of a life force is the most important preliminary requirement to success in life and meditation. It is this force that is the energetic and substantive basis for which our physical bodies and higher parts of our spirit are made. It is also the basis of our metaphysical faculties that we call deities. These are the spiritual complexities that are in charge of the operation of the host of physiological and mental functions. Het Eru, for example, is in charge of the Gonaldo gestational, artistic, imaginative functions, and so on. Sebek is in charge of the cerebrospinal verbalization, sequential logical functions, and so on. It is for this reason that the life force was called by the Kemetans Ra, the father of the gods of all the living things. It is not the sun god. It is the solar force, which is the substantive and energetic basis of all things on earth. While the Kemetans knew this fact over 6,000 years ago, Western scientists have just recognized it in the past 100 years. The observances that must be upheld to keep our life force strong involve proper diet, conservation, moderation in our activities, and living in harmony with the cycles and modalities of this life force. the four principles underlying the process of meditation. The fundamental principles of meditation. Number one, level one of meditation, which is carried out in three stages, spheres nine through seven, aims at one, positioning the self, the inner guiding intelligence of our being as the performer of the meditation and the undertaking in place of our person. It is important to realize that our person is a limited, conditioned, and defined entity. It is composed of a portfolio of capabilities, incapabilities, sensual, and emotional orientation. As such, it is not capable of functioning outside of its portfolio. A, martial, a marital personality cannot achieve a martial personality cannot achieve a good, a goal that requires mercurial or mercurial, 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 or Venus, Venusian talents but our self, the indwelling intelligence guiding all of our spiritual and physiological activities can. It must be realized that we are not merely positioning ourself as the executor of the meditation. Ultimately, all meditations have 
as their purpose, the realization of our true self outside, the inner guided intelligence as our identity. It is this that it that is meant by the archaic phases phrases achieving spiritual liber- liberation, attaining to nirvana. Yoga is the union of self with God, and so on. These nominal definitions, however, do not work for the student. What are needed are procedural definitions. To wit, meditation has as its purpose the uniting yoga of the will of the individual Heru with the indwelling intelligence outside self, which is responsible for directing and unifying all physiological and spiritual functions. This union enables individuals' conscious needs what is willed to be accepted and carried out by the indwelling intelligence. The inner intelligence is always ready to do so, but the union between it and the personal will is interfered with, in most cases, by the set of disunited, conflicting, and contradictory ideas that make up the belief systems guiding the actions of people. Number two, level two of meditation, which is carried out in three stages, spheres six through four, corresponds to the exertion of our will to establish the domination of the law of God cosmology, ma'at tehuti, over our thinking, feeling, and actions. It is the living of this law that gives substance to our identification with Ausar as ourself. What are the laws or shaping forces that govern your personality? Are they not a set of I can do and so on, I can't do and so on, I like or don't like so and so, hence I do it or I don't and so on? What would happen if the indwelling intelligence running our body functioned in such a manner? Well, today I don't feel like directing the manufacturing of blood sugar, and I will not detoxify the body. I don't like doing that kind of work. It is so repugnant, etc. Shall we not thank God that it functions according to the divine law, yet what it does for your body in subconscious mental activities, it can do for your marriage, career, etc. But it is not a simple process of imagining what you want with a strong desire. You must identify yourself as the indwelling intelligence, which is to think, feel, and live according to the divine law. Three, level three of meditation, which is carried out in three stages, spheres three through one, corresponds to the ability to utilize the divine powers and omni-essence of the spirit as a result of having established the law of God as the guide for living. It is important to distinguish these powers from those obtained through the occult use of herbs, gems, blood, and so on. While the latter functions through the lower part of the spirit requiring no spiritual transformation in the practitioner, the powers of the higher parts of the spirit, spirit, spheres one through three, work primarily through divine law and words of power. Level four of meditation corresponds to the realization that as our self is inseparable from God and shares in the same qualities of God, it is God, 
that is ultimately responsible for all the good things in our lives. The 10 stages of the meditation process. We will illustrate the meditation process with two scenarios. In the first, we have a woman who is having difficulties with her reproductive organs and as a result cannot become pregnant. All meditations have failed. She consulted the oracle in the latter part of this book and was told that Het Eru and the Venasian deity will help her. The reason for this reading is that she has been too hot in her daily activities. The fire generated by the intensity with which she carries out her job and sharpness with which she deals with her subordinates are taking a toll on the reproductive system that was already congenially weak and harmed by earlier abortions. In the second scenario, we have a man who was told by the oracles that his career will be advanced by Ma'at. He came to Diviner because he could not understand how and why his acquaintances with significantly less talents were steadily making progress while he was stagnating. In spite of well-planned and calculated career moves, Ma'at's prosperity generating force was choked off in his life because he failed to share with others. He was also too busy trying to make a buck and would not make time to give time of his skills to his community. Although he was a devout churchgoer, his constant worrying over his financial situation betrayed that he had no understanding of or faith in the laws of God. Let's call our woman Nefertra and our man Sehu. They will achieve their goals through the series of meditations, Although the methods that they will employ are infatious, their success will depend on their ability to carry out the instructions. Level one of the meditation process, stage one, sphere nine. The first meditation aims at positioning Alsar as the executor of the meditation. Nefert, Ra, and Sehu will go into metamusic metamusic trance, chanting the Heka, Ang Ausar Hung, while visualizing themselves wearing the white crown of Ausar. Before performing this meditation, they would have thoroughly studied the metaphorian of Ausar and the meaning of Ausar as the indwelling intelligence that is guiding all of their spiritual and physiological functions. All of this information is to be equated with the white crown of Ausar. As a result, the act of visualizing ourselves wherein this crown symbolizes our identification of ourselves as the embodiment of the ideas associated with Ausar. But more importantly, it enables us to express the act of identification without verbal thinking. That is to say, it enables us to think that the right with the right hemisphere of the brain, 
which is in charge of the internalization of consciousness. This is the meaning of comedic teaching to the effect that what the house of Netter dislikes is much talking. Pray thou with a loving heart, the utterances of which are all in secret. The talking during prayer is the verbalization of our thoughts and praying, which is uttered in secret, is conducted through the graphic representation of our thoughts. This can be proven by comparing the attempts to meditate with the verbalized thoughts in comparison to using imagery. The fact that metal chattering is in an immensical to meditation that is visualization aids it is well known to seasoned practitioners of meditation. Another important reason for bypassing the left side of the brain resides in the fact that it is the seat of our segregative or disingenerative thinking and behavior. It is dominated by set the evil principle within us. It is the origin of the thoughts that delude us. It is important to realize that the scope of this meditation is limited to initiating... the process of identification in of the individual with the self. The realization of this identity and the struggles to establish it make up the theme of level two of the meditation process. <coughs> Excuse me. It is also important not to equate the process of this stage of meditation with Western hypno- hypnosis. The individual is not being hypnotized into accepting the idea that his true self is Alsar. We must always keep in mind that Alsar is not an idea, but an actual entity. It is the inner intelligence within our being to which we are returning our identity. The closest that this meditation comes to hypnosis will be seen in those cases in which a person's ability to perform a particular task at a certain level is resorted through hypnotherapy. The person is led to identify with his original capabilities in place of the faculty performance that he has replaced the former. It is not uncommon for athletes and artists to restore their confidence for being out in their full potential through hypnotherapy. The major difference between the method employed here versus hypnotherapy resides in the fact that here the individual is identifying with the indwelling intelligence as his self, whereas in Western hypnotherapy, he maintains the person as his identity. While our method avails itself of the omniscience, omnipotence, and omnipresence of the inner intelligence of our being, Western hypnotherapy confines the individual to the limitations of the personality. We must remember that our persons are defined entities. Some are martial, others lunar, others mercurial, and so on. Each represents a set of capabilities and limitations. 
The second meditation must be done in the stage involves chanting the Hekka Ong Ao Sar Hung while visualizing your person wearing the white crown of Aosar as you plant a grain of cereal. See it grow into a tree full of ears of grain. This is the right side of the brain way of expressing. One, you're understanding that your self-indwelling intelligence is the source of all prosperity and sustenance in your life. Two, it also states that from one comes many. This is to remind you that Ausar yourself is the one and only self dwelling in all things. It is also symbolical of the fact that all people's problems stem from their failures to identify their true self. They thus invent millions of false causes for man's problems and, of course, millions of like situations while Sehu has been blaming his lack of advancement on the inabilities of others to appropriate his true worth. Nefert Ra has been opposing, I'm sorry, has been oppressing herself with the belief that life is just not fair. Why me? She asks herself over and over again. The truth is that all problems stem from the lack of knowledge of self so that the true self is the indwelling intelligence once this is known and taken as a base from which to build our thinking, feeling, and action patterns, then we will avoid and solve all problems. This is from one measure this from one measure comes the solution to all problems. This unitary outlook on life is the true basis of monotheism. The next set of meditations of the first stage aims at breaking the inter indiscriminate imitation flaw of the ninth sphere. The third meditation at this stage involves chanting the Hekka Ong Vang Da Hung, see chapter 24. Once you are in this trance, seek to recall one of the earliest times in which you manifested a particular emotional or sensual behavior. You will always discover that their earliest manifestations occurred when you were a child. Make the attempt to re- relive, not just remember the situation, and you will notice that you expressed such behavior because you had no other opinion. You lack the experience and the intellectual maturity to react rationally and philosophically to the situation. So you had no choice but to follow the emotions that reflected themselves in your awareness. You must therefore proceed to, one, meditate on the fact that now that you are an adult, you now have ideas in place of emotions through which to express yourself. Two, If you are going to continue the childlike behavior, you must make a commitment to go and seek counsel for your life's problems from a child. You must also take note of the fact that the emotional expressions of anger, sexual, sensual cravings, fear, shyness, greed, jealousy, etc. are not only common to both man and animals, but are the primary mode of expression of the latter, which man has a superior intelligence through which to alter his behavior. We must ask ourselves then, how can we claim to be ourselves, how can we claim to be superior to animals if we allow our emotions and sensualism to 
to direct our thoughts and actions. We must also identify each of these emotions with originate in our animal spirit with one of the symbols of the Shesh Metut Netter. See Appendix A. Western biologists have just recently discovered that the human brain is in reality a number of brains, some of which are the centers for the traits that have that we share with animals. The fact was known to comedic priests thousands of years ago. They communicated this information through hieroglyphic constructions of human-headed animals and animal-headed humans. Ergo, Anubis, Anubis, the jackal-headed man symbolizing the cunning and cleverness that man shares with the canine species. The hawk, a trainable bird of prey, was used to symbolize the higher combative and destructive aspects of man's spirit. These are the deities Eru, Herruhuti, Seker, etc. And uncontrolled sensualism, for example, was equated with the pig, a correspondence of the deity set, which symbolizes the self-destructive nature of an unbridled, strong, sensual drive. It is founded on the fact that the pig is known for its greed, which does not stop at even eating its own piglets. One must meditate with the following aims. One, to realize that to follow our emotion is to imitate the animal part of the spirit, and two, to detach our identity from our emotions, a major source of delusion and spiritual bondage comes from the belief that our emotions are expressions of ourselves. People are in the habit of saying, this is what I feel, this is what I desire, I like so-and-so, etc. The tree of life offers us a means of seeing the difference between ourself, which resides at sphere one, and the roots in zero, and our emotions and sensual passions, which reside at sphere 10. We can begin to break these false identifications by seeing our emotions and cravings for what they are, expressions of the animal part of the spirit. The ultimate goal of our meditations is the return of our focus of consciousness to the unprogrammed and unconditioned part of our spirit. Again, I must remain the reader, I must remind the reader that these meditations are not to be conducted through verbal thinking. The information associated with each symbol of the Sesh Metut Netter must be thoroughly studied and understood and accurately amplified. While you are in trance, you must see your person with the head or body of the animal symbolizing your emotion or desire, indulging in an emotional situation. Jealous or hateful people might see themselves as serpents filled with venom, waiting to ambush others. All negative emotions can be symbolized as worms eating away at one's vital force. Ra. Sehu whose emotional problem is one of selfishness, will see himself as a canine, a jackal, or a dog. Have you noticed how dogs, for the most part, do not like to share their food? 
Nefert-Ra will see herself on her job as the goddess Sekhmet, the lion-headed destructive aspect of the sun's desert and barrenness, barrenness, making power. Please note that the third meditation is subdivided into four components. The fourth meditation at this stage involves chanting the Heka Aung Vang Dahung. Once you are in trance, seek to recall one of the earliest instances in which you imitated your present emotional expressions from someone else. You will notice that in most cases, this took place when you were a child. Meditate with the aim of realizing that the emotion that you are presently harboring has its roots in the indiscriminate imitation of others. This is a form of age regression meditation. Here ends the reading at page 178. This is chapter 13, level one, first three stages of the meditation process.